Welcome to Foul Play, Ricky. This is the story of me, Ricky Barone. Private Eye informed a detective who was booted from the force for playing by my own rules. I'm just trying to make sense of it all, maybe score an Amanda Bynes renaissance along the way. This is my story. I fall out of the portal and land on my feet in a janitor's closet. Trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. I crack open the door and peek outside, making sure not to blow mice cover. Phones ringing, sirens squealing away, the smell of justice and smoke in the air. I knew this place. I knew it well. Every sound and every smell. It's like I was having a flashback. I was in my old precinct. In a Christmas carol, Back to the Future Part 2 twist, I realized where I must be. What the significance of today is. Sure, today's the day I borrowed Johnny, who was then a captain on the force, my VHS copy of Spice World. But it was also the day that I got booted from the force. A day, I had assumed, where the chief had enough of my play by my own rules ways. I put an end to my loose cannon shenanigans. But I guess come to think of it, I don't remember much happening today other than the loose animals in the office. I don't know what the straw was that broke his camel smoking back. Taking a page out of Scooby-Doo, I grabs an old mop head for a wig. I open the door to sneak out across the hallway to a conference room adjacent to an office area where my then colleagues' desks are. I cautiously shut the door and go over to the blinds to peek out and look at the dimly lit Noir police office setting and see my then old self from behind. Smoking a cigarette and typing out a report with a half-full glass of Jack Daniel Sinatra Select to brush my teeth with sitting next to my typewriter. My hula dancer bobbleheads of Greta Garbo and Jackie Kennedy bouncing as I type out my report on the Norman Osborne case. Captain Johnny approaches my desk and talks to my old self before they both get up and head over to the locker room. I briskly and smoothly head out of the conference room the mop bouncing on my head with each step as I head across the office to sneak into the locker room. I hear the low sounds of country music as I pass my desk. Must have been my country western phase. I sneak in and peek around the corner of the lockers to where mine used to be, and see the exchange happen. It's a really wild ride. Just wait till you see the bus go over the bridge. My old self says as he hands Johnny the copy of Spice World and heads out of the locker room. I quickly duck for cover to avoid my past self seeing me because I sure don't have the energy to write about paradoxes. After my old self exits the locker room, 
I walk over by Captain Johnny. His back turns to me as he holds the movie in his hands. Okay, I says. I'm gonna need that movie back before you rip up time and space. Yeah, no can do, Ricky boy, says Johnny. Here's the thing. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. I reach in my suit coat for a Johnny tempered baseball bat and swing to try clocking him over the head. His hand intercepts it, catching the bat as his fingers turn into talons and his eyes start glowing red. Well, this is certainly an interesting development, I says as the bat falls out of my hand. I whips out my pistol from my back left pocket and shoots Johnny in the knee as he falls to the floor. Just then the chief walks in from around the corner and sees me with my smoking gun and Johnny bleeding on the floor. He feels around for his pistol and upon coming up empty handed, the chief runs out of the room. Suddenly Johnny's arms transform into massive wings, followed by the rest of him turning into an actual, giant, evil morphed raven. as he flies up, grabbing me with his talons and smashing me through the back wall. Johnny still has the VHS tape in his hands, and in a daze, I start to feel my body transform into the beast my father had warned me about. Then there's a big budget, badass, Beast Wars-esque battle that you'll have to believe me about because let me tell you, it sure look awesome on the big screen, causing lots of structural damage to the police department. Finally, I get the high ground and knock Johnny unconscious as he transforms back into himself in tattered clothes. I transforms back into myself and grab the VHS tape from him and punch him one last time for good measure. Spice up your life.
I quip as I get up, relieved at the weight that has been lifted and the time split that has been made right. I felt the injustices of the ravens scattered throughout history before the 1900s fade away, and the Beast of Bray Road curse become lifted from me. Maybe not entirely, but definitely mostly lifted, you know, just in case I want to use it later on at some point. It was as if millions of ravens cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. A feeling of peace came over me. Just when I thought about how weird this season had gotten, how many listeners we probably lost, and how it's gone way overboard from the intent of the original premise of this podcast, I woke up. Ah, just kidding. I opens the portal and get the fuck out of there and head on back to my office from season one. As I step into the portal, I hear the chief shout from afar. Ricky, I want to see you in my office immediately! To be season two epilogued. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast.